When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm Ryan LaPlante, and I'm one of the crazy founders of Dumb Dumbs and Dice, the production company that's made the video you're watching or the podcast you're listening to right now. Now, we're clearly busy. We're producing five weekly podcasts, a sixth event podcast, video event one-shots, and an additional video D&D campaign. But we want to take this time to invite you to become a part of our company and a part of our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumbdumbdice. You can get access to our Discord, access to exclusive DM and character chats. You can get the chance to name characters in our shows and vote on the way their stories will progress. You can even become a recurring NPC and hear yourself interacting with our characters each week through the voice of Tom. You can become a patron for as little as $1, and there's great value for you at even that level. So please, join the Dum Dums and Dice family and help us make even more content in a way that you are guaranteed to love. That's patreon.com slash dumdumdice. D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. So let's do something dumb together, and thanks for being part of our stories. I am Executron, god of merchandising, and I came into existence because Dum Dums and Dice has its own merchandise. That's a god pot, get it? Dice? Merchandise? Anyways, you can get t-shirts, hoodies, spiral notebooks, clocks, wall art, throw pillows, bags, and even stickers emblazoned with your favorite Dum Dums and Dice characters and their catchphrases. Go to redbubble.com slash people slash Dum Dum Dice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. One more time for the mortals in the back, redbubble.com slash people slash Dum Dum Dice. Get your merchandise today. Welcome back, Initiates, to the Mythos Mysteries, a live-play Pulp Cthulhu podcast where improvisers and comedians venture into dangers beyond their wildest imaginings. I am H.P. Helmfirth, your host on this journey into darkness. Having uncovered a monster and its half-breed lover, the mystery punchers are setting a trap. Red engaged in a Helmfirth standoff with the mysterious Randall. Adrian fought to a draw with a fish monster before it escaped, and Richter's occult knowledge revealed a horrifying truth about Randall and the monster. So venture forth with us, dear friends, into the mythos. The surface of the water is pockmarked with uh, raindrops that are falling heavily as um, a dark shape begins to emerge. Richter, standing on the shore, um, you raise your shotgun red, you have your pistol. Adrian, you're standing by... I'm holding my bedpan. The rifle, you're, yeah, you're holding the bedpan, which now is actually very jagged and likely very dangerous. <laughs> um, and before you is uh, Randall, um, who is... is uh, just looking in horror as uh, the shape begins to to emerge from the, from the deep, uh, but as it does, its head reaches the water in kind of like an apocalypse now way. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And just as it gets its mouth kind of um, clear, um, it starts to kind of almost cough and and um, kind of uh, uh, something gurgles in its throat. Um, and as it kind of steps out of the water kind of to its, its full height, um, it just says, You will seek the man. Yes. And he's like, oh, this is I'm so sorry. Um, and she just uh, glares at at him, and he kind of like quiets down. And then she she looks to the three of you. Uh, I'm sorry, what did she say? You seek the man. You seek yes. the man. Uh, I'll uh, I'll speak up and, and say, <laughs> well, there goes the ambush. But I like it. <laughs> well, she knows we're here. She looked at us and spoke it, right? Yeah. True. I mean, admittedly, you could shoot her as soon as she comes out of the water. But I feel like. She's kind of saying this as she that she she's speaking. I think is a new enough development that Richter would hold off on pulling the trigger. Also, for I can't speak for everyone at the table. But yeah, mm-hmm. but I mean, also in, in proper Bioware sense, like <laughs> this is definitely a she's going to say a thing, and then you can still blow her away. Like, yes. there's no chance of her escaping this. But also, you get the sense that she was well aware of that coming out of the water. He doesn't come to the water and just yell her name. That's not really a thing. Yeah, right. Um, do you speak of Vesley Wilcox? I don't know its name. He used to own this, and I hold up the lighter. Um, and it cocks its head, you uh, know, like a for a fish person, kind of an oddly avian way. Um, and then it just snarls. Yes, I did not finish him. He still lives. And where might that be? I will tell you. If you promise to let me return to my home, seek me no further. Of course. I just need him back. That is what I was promised. I'm reckoning that. That is what I promised to do. Fine. I grow tired of this arrangement. Um, and uh, so basically she starts like moving back into the water, just down to her head again. Um, and he's like, well, well, Sandra, you gotta save me, right? Um, and, um, she just says, you'll find him in my nest down the coast. He has but a few minutes left of air. I would run. Uh, and then she disappears under the water. Well, everyone in the car. (laughs) Okay. I'm going to pick up. Fucko McGee, and he's coming with I, us. Look, Fucko's my uncle. He's a very nice man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, unfortunate so name, but uh, pick McGee up clan has uh, a lot of oddly named... Yeah, uh, and we're, I, like, I'm ready to just kind of go wherever I'm pointed. Sure. Yeah. So it, it looks like uh, you don't need to necessarily drive. Like it, This is really just kind of like a, a mad dash oh, kind of okay. through, through the rain down the coast. Um, and uh, sure enough, um, you reach... Um, uh, there's sort of like a heavy chain uh, that seems to be kind of attached to um, the, the shore... Um, by kind of around a stump. And um, there's, you can see that there's sort of a cage that's bobbing. Um, and you can see as the water level rises, there's there's kind of a mouth at the top of the cage. Um, the water around it seems to be red. Great. I'm just going to try to pull that chain in, like if I can just haul it in. Yeah, all right. Can you roll me a... Um, let me see here. Really wish you had some kind of strengthy check. I have a strength. Like yeah, I have a strength me, number. Yeah, yeah, just roll me pure strength. That'd be nice. I yeah. forgot I could do that. Great <laughs> characteristics. Oh yeah, money. That's a hard success. Nice. So yeah, you just grab and you just fucking Hulk out, um, and you drag it up. And as you do, 
Um, you see a kind of a, a waterlogged man gasping for air. Uh, and he's just like, oh, thank God. Oh, thank God. Um, but as you do, you see that his, his arm is missing. It seems to have been kind of gnawed off to the, uh, to the shoulder. Uh, I'll, uh, I'll take off my coat um, and, uh, and I'll put it over him. First of all, he must be freezing. Sure. Yeah, yeah you break open the, the chain easily enough and get him out. Oh, yes. Yeah, sorry. Yes. No, uh, that's fine. Uh, drape it over him. Um, but I'm also going to, um, uh, because there's no arm in one of the sleeves, I'm going to use the sleeve to cinch off. Tourniquet? Yeah. Like yeah. rough tourniquet? Yeah. Great. Uh, can you roll me a medicine check, please? Or first aid, rather. 22. That's very good. Is it hard? Good. It is. It's a hard success. All right. Great. Um, so yeah, you, um, you've had some experience with, with this sort of thing. Um, it's, it's not, you know, a permanent fix, but it'll definitely do for now. Uh, definitely stems the, the bleeding. Um, Randall looks very sheepish and, um, a little disgusted, like a little grossed out by all this. Great. I'm going to go grab Randall. Mm-hmm. Uh, where did the monster go? Uh, I, I, I don't know. She's never left before. I we, we, we spent time together in his mouth, and I, I thought we would just continue our arrangement here. I don't know where she goes. They say they have cities under the water, but I've never seen one. She said she's going back home. Guess. Maybe, maybe in his mouth? I, I looked around. I don't really know how to go from this. Mr. Randall, I want you and Beatrice to leave this town and never come back. And I will know because I have, in fact, set up residence here. Wait, wait, is he with the tummy lady? Yes, sweetie, he is. Does she know about the monster? I don't know, does she? She looks scared. (laughs) Does she know about the monster, Mr. Randall? Uh. Does she know who you are? Uh, she knows I'm a, a faithful and loving husband and provider and that I would be very You know good what I'm to- asking you. I am not above violence, Mr. Randall, as uh, you see. Everyone at Innismouth sort of knows, but she doesn't necessarily know that I'm descended from greatness, no. <laughs> so she's going to have quite a surprise waiting for her when she eventually pops that thing out, isn't she? I mean, you know, they say all births are difficult and strange. Parenthood's scary. <laughs> she slaps him. <laughs> it's like slapping a wet bag. <laughs> oh! I'm still holding him in place. So here's the deal, Mr. Randall. You are going to go to her. You are going to tell her everything. You are going to leave town. And if I ever get a sense of you or your fresh friend coming back, I will not hesitate to use my gun. Do you understand me? I, I do, ma'am. You make some very good points. You you realize we have to go with him because he's definitely going to not tell the truth, right? Could one of you tell her? See, he sucks. <laughs> Why don't we <laughs> all tell her? <laughs> Richter thinks this is like a good compromise. Yeah, so, like We've all learned something today. Um, you all pile back <laughs> into the car um, and uh, you begin driving back. Uh, you drive back into town. Um, <laughs> we're going to drop at a hospital first. Yeah, 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 yeah. Of course, I figured, yeah, it's not just like, hang tight. And he's like, uh, tell my wife I love her. <laughs> I can see the light. Um, so, yeah, you you, um, you stop off at the hospital. Um, and you get Wesley kind of uh, taken care of. He's immediately rushed in, into ER. Um, in a very kind of dairy from the Stephen King verse way, enough weird shit has happened around Helmfirth that 
although in a normal hospital, this would be like a holy fuck, we gotta like yeah. shove him down. Here they're like, oh, another bear attack. All right, we'll we'll take care of him. Um, and there's just kind of a, a an odd general sense of like, mm, yes, you know. Yeah, I've stayed in it's the car to supervise Randall. Another day at the office. Yeah. yeah. The sea bears. Yeah, and I think that's kind of how I've I've brought him into the hospital. I'm just like, well, it looks like like a bear attack. Like, oh, <laughs> so yes. sad. Yeah, um, gotta, gotta hate those Massachusetts bears. <laughs> Truly the worst kind. Sea bears. Yeah, gotta <laughs> hate them. Um, so yes, yeah, so they check Wesley in. Um, they also say that they will uh, send for his wife uh, to to let her know. And tell her that Red says you're welcome. Um, okay, that's an odd thing to tack onto a message about the fact that her husband's alive but has been mauled by a bear. But she'll um, understand. He was missing before. Oh. Uh, we found another him. missing Red bear. Found him. Oh, great! All right, well then, I will. Bears, uh, Red says accident. you're welcome. I, I'll pass that along. Yeah, thank you. Great, Doctor and a secretary, fantastic. Uh, then he wheels <laughs> uh, wheels him off down the hall. So you p- pile back into the car. <laughs> Rick um, is going to be like, doesn't even know a deep van attack when they see it. Hardly a doctor. <laughs> um, Adrian, you're sitting in the car with Randall. Where they're inside, do you do anything? I think I'm just watching him and I've got the bedpan and Adrian's starting to like realize that like sometimes he has to make decisions of his own oh, and he's no. like, he's not going to do anything bad to Randall because Randall should tell the lady, but he needs to know if the lady was also a part of this because he's learned that there are these secret clubs that all do bad things. They are like the mystery causers and he has to look out for the mystery causers <laughs> And he's got to take care of him. So he's just there. And he's like, he's got his bedpan and he'll put him to sleep with this bag of wind so fast. He'll just fucking take him out. He'll take the lady out. He's ending mysteries. All right. So um, you both pile back into the car. Um, Well, let's go have an awkward family reunion, shall we? I suppose. Um, (laughs) You roll up to um, uh, Giles... Bubba, Bubba Giles. So, yes. Bubba Giles, thank you. Um, <laughs> Bubba Giles. Bubba Giles. Mm-hmm. Um, Bubba Giles, Fishing Co. And um, sure enough, like, it's it's pretty late at this point, but, like, Beatrice is, is just kind of looking over some paperwork. Um, and uh, she looks looks up as kind of the, the door opens, and I assume you just kind of, like, toss Randall in. I, I'd walk in with him and put him in a chair. <laughs> oh, um, hey, honey, these are my friends. Um, nope. <laughs> Try again uh, Hey honey, these are the people who beat me up and threatened me And they said I have to come tell you something She's like, oh um, Hello I, again Randall, what, what, are you, what are you doing here in, in Helpforth? You're supposed to come in a few days uh, This is going to be a fun conversation for you to have with yourself, Tom Fucking I'll do it <laughs> Here, you know what? I feel like he's not going to be efficient And who's the most efficient grandpa so grandpa why don't you say what's going on and if you if any of this is a lie and i point to the guy i'm like you can say it's a lie but if you lie i'm gonna hit you with my bag of weather and i show just like a jagged bedpan she's like wait wait a minute you first you try and burn down my store now you're threatening my husband this is ridiculous randall what the fuck are you wearing Mrs. Uh, Giles, are you familiar with uh, the deep ones of Innsmouth? Oh, not those old wife tales, truly. I mean, no. Ah. Yes, we've all heard the rumors. Scary fish people. Okay, great. Tell me another one. Rumors. Well, uh, your 
husband, is it? Are you recently married? Uh, yes, I mean, in, in all the ways that I thought mattered, mm. she glares at him. He has been quite literally uh, shacked up with uh, another woman by the name of <laughs> And she Sandra. immediately glares at Red. Oh, no, don't worry, he's not my type. I don't think he's going to be anyone's type real soon. That I agree with. Uh, who is this Sandra? He's like, well, you need to understand. Uh, nope, she's too a- long, Randall. <laughs> it's a deep one. He's fucking a fish. <laughs> she's like, wait a minute. You mean your high school girlfriend, Sandra? Uh, uh, like, I, everyone, I think, looks to Randall. Like, how long have you been with this fish person? Look, I told you I had a history, and I told you I had an ex who broke my heart. Maybe things went on a little bit longer than they should have. Yeah, they have a shed down by the docks. The bed was literally still warm with their sex. <laughs> it, it was making love. She punches him in the face. Yes. So, uh, he, and... The fish monster was eating people around the docks. People were going away and eating the guy's arm and other people. And he's part monster. All right, well, where, where's the trophy? Where? Bring me this fish bitch. Where is she? Oh, well, uh... We're going to go get her tomorrow. We exchanged her life for the life of one of her victims. We rescued, actually, one of your employees, or I suppose contracted employees, Wesley Wilcox, one of Randall's... I still don't know that name, but all right, I I guess... We're trying to help you. You might, uh... I'm sorry, I'm very distraught. I just found out my husband's been fucking his ex-girlfriend from high school, who apparently is a fish monster. So you know what? I gotta tell you, I'm having a bit of a fucking day. Hello, everyone. Uh, This is Tyler Hewitt, just coming at you with a little special offer for you. You know, if you're a fan of uh, what we're doing here on the show, then we have, to borrow a phrase from Jerry Holkins, a patron-oriented experience tailored just for you. If you go to patreon.com slash dumdumdice... You can sign up and get a bunch of special features that we're not really going to make available to anyone else, so do that. Now. Well, not right now, but, you know. Is that my bedpan? He's part monster, too. You told me I could keep one thing, (laughs) and I did. But he's half monster, he said. So we are uh, duly concerned for you. And she suddenly realizes the the implications. um, And she looks down at her stomach, and all of you see... What almost looked to be kind of like four spines just gently sort of drift up through the fabric um, and then disappear back into the, the sort of stomach. She's how like, often? Oh, oh that. Um, how regularly does that happen? Like, oh, um, no, it's just she, you know, I think she's just kicking. Well, we just have encountered a pair of liars today, haven't we, Beatrice? How uh, long have you known? Known. What? I mean, look, uh, being pregnant isn't a nice thing. It's not a fun ride, but, you know, I just assume it's pain like anyone else. I will also mention, we are in the 1930s, so medical science is... Uh, <laughs> go. Uh, you can roll check if you want to see... Yeah, I will. See if... Um, uh, yeah, we'll go with your usual one. Or you could intimidate if you want, but uh, we can go with Fast Talk if you want to determine whether or not she knows. Yeah. Uh... Yeah, I'm going to spend nine luck uh, <laughs> to uh, just have a su- success. Sure. Um, you actually get the sense that she she doesn't know. Or at least if she okay. does, it's like the, the sense you're getting about Innismouth is that something is like distinctly wrong there. Um, 
So she's like, this is how it is. Um, more so just like, yeah, sure. I mean, he's, he's he, like, if she were to give you the explanation, it'd be like, oh, I mean, he sure is kind of clammy, but like, dude, that's fine. There's lots of guys like this back where I come from. Right. It's not like, yeah, I know he's half fish. It's fine. Right. That's okay. my thing. Um, and she, like, it very much is, she has her hands on her stomach and you saw what you could see from your angle, but it's not like she was like staring at her tummy being like, right. the fuck? Beachless, um, excuse me for some mispronunciation of your name. Um, have you been to a doctor outside of Innsmouth? Well, no. I mean, I just set up shop here, uh, you know, about a week ago. I've been, with all the, all the weather, I mean, my, my ships have been wrecked up, and I've been trying to get this place up, and I was waiting for this idiot. Go to a doctor immediately. Oh, so you're going to have to leave town. Wait, what? Why? Because your husband has been fucking a fish who's oh, been yeah, eating no, people. Oh, yeah, no, he's no husband of mine anymore. She's like, like digs the ring off and f- flicks it off his face. He's like, but honey, we have I reason. love you. Would you like us to make sure that he leaves town? I think that would be fair. Boom, shirt in the mouth. He's done talking. <laughs> He's over his shoulder. Madam, we have reason to believe that your ships are bringing these fish people into Helmfort. Oh, I, I can't see why. The one with the wadded fabric in his mouth said... That he and her came up with the ship. Um, and she she just looks very confused and she's like, I I I don't know anything about that. You're welcome to look around, whatever you need. I um and then she she kinda of pales a little bit. She's like, I I think I, I really do need to get to a doctor. Yeah. Yeah. We will be looking around, I assure you. Um that's fine. I'm a little more concerned about my life imploding. Um and she kinda of like just leaves kind of almost in a fugue state. Um and uh, the rain continues to fall, still continues to smell. Um, so you quickly search her office. Um, I'm going to say you take with you a bunch of records for um, the shipping lanes. It legitimately, from what you can see, doesn't seem that she knows that these ships are bringing anything in. Um, but again, it's it's a, almost like a sin of omission, as as best you can tell. There just seems to be... And not necessarily intentionally, but it, it it's like someone who's like, you know, well, I know the mob's involved, but like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know the mob's involved. Um, so you kind of gather that up. Um, and with that, uh, you're able to, like, it's been a long night. Adrian's kind of in rough shape. Um, you're able to kind of head back um, to, to, to recuperate. Is there anything else you want to do here before you go? Well, I mean, ideally, I think what they would do is drop this dude on the edge of town and just be like, bye, don't come back. Uh... <laughs> All right, so you drive him to the edge of town. Or Adrian no, we'll has play. Other we'll play that scene out. But like, you drive right. him to the edge of town, and Red, I think you you kind of like, like get him out and push him towards the edge. What do yeah. you do? Yeah, and then I think I just follow and I let Red like do her speech. <laughs> and then I'm, like, I'm just gonna walk you a little bit of the ways. Uh, and then I, I I walk with him like ten feet, kind of like around the corner. And I, I'm I'm just not. I'm taking him out with the bedpan. Like he's done. Bam, right. bam. He's he's asleep. And then I go to make him a forest bed like I've been learned <laughs> like with the bedpan. Um, Red and uh, Richter, do you follow? Nope. No? All right. Richter? Uh, it occurs to me to ask, just because of the wild discoveries we've made, if this very strange weather event has anything to do with this gentleman and his... Like mistress's arrival, yeah. I figure, oh, you know what? Before we send him off, um, I'll... I'll say maybe you can actually sort this out with 
the um, the, the shipping records. Oh, okay. um, the rain began to fall around the time these ships started showing up. Good enough for Richter, then. He stays in the car. Doesn't yep. want to get these records wet. <laughs> <laughs> and I think she'll, like, kick the guy out and just be like, okay, Addie, uh, you see him off. And they just kind of casually just turn around. Yeah. And just wait with her hands in her pockets. And she just she just waits for him to come back. So like, yeah. he's, he's, walking, uh, he's walking away and... Um, you're walking behind a major with a bedpan, like slowly raising the bedpan. And he's just like, I, I, you know, I, I just hope that oh, one day you can find a love as, as wonderful as what I found with, with Sandra. And I know it's, it's kind of hard to. <clears throat> yeah. Um, no more monsters. Uh, and then it's just full, like. Bash, it only bash. takes like two more. Like, cause he, I've knock, been knock. experienced in putting people to sleep. I've yep. been very well educated. So uh, here's, here's my other question for you. Do you make him a force bed or do you toss him in the, toss him in the water? No, he'll float away. I know that from the sewer. <laughs> you have to you have to dig a forest we bed dump some or I get in, in trouble. <laughs> All right, fair enough. So you uh, you dig him a hasty forest bed um, and pack him in, and then you're just kind of standing over the grave. What's uh, what's Adrian's ritual when he's done this? I think he would like lean because he would bury the head last, and I would lean down. And normally I would probably like pat them on the head or maybe like sing them a song so that they like have a good sleep. But for him, I'm like, I hope you have bad dreams because you're a monster and monsters should be scared, not good people. Your wife's going to be okay. Uh, and then I just like <laughs> bury his face and leave him Cut in his to red bed. just taking a swig out of her flask <laughs> by the car. Sure. Um, okay, so you, you all pile back in. Um, do you think you'd go back to your respective houses or would you go back to the uh, the shop to kind of... I feel like cinematically it makes sense that we all just kind of go back to the shop and like sit around a table and just pass around a drink. <laughs> but yeah, like, I, I don't think know that's how fair. You guys yeah, feel. I would agree with that because I think, yeah, you got to debrief. That was a weird night. It was a weird so night. Adrian would probably drive there by default and then just get out <laughs> yeah. when you got out. So he'd just follow. Victor is probably pretty wired actually. After all this uh, ridiculousness, so he's uh, uh, excited to just get back to to get into some books about deep ones mm-hmm, and ref- mm-hmm. kind of refresh his knowledge and learn more about Father Dagon and Mother Hydra and so on and so forth. All right, cool. So yeah, you arrive back at the shop. I think Richter immediately kind of starts pulling books, um, and the three of you kind of have um, some just kind of a few minutes to debrief. You're all pretty tired. Um, in Adrian's case, a little worn out. Um, what do you talk about? So we have ghosts, we have ghost cats, we have sulfuric rain, and we have fish people. That is actually a fascinating point, Hyde. Perhaps through seances or or other uh, methods of contact, we could gain supernatural knowledge of other supernatural creatures. I don't want to interact with other supernatural creatures. I came here to find out what happened to Benny. So we killed the ghosts that were hurting people and were very scary. And we accidentally killed a nice ghost, but I think there was an evil sprinkles and that had to go too. And we saved the guy who was getting hurt. So mystery punchers are ending mysteries but we didn't end this one. That monster's still out there and eating people, and I want to hunt it. The case file is open, Addy. Yes. Um, that was why I was thinking, you know, uh, even uh, a simple uh, 
seance to speak to the dead victims of these fish, fish creatures or something like that. I, I, I mean, this is completely uncharted territory for me. I've never th- heard of or thought of different mythos uh, crossing over with each other, but it should be possible now that we've encountered a poltergeist and a deep one. What's I mean, a seance? I'll, I'll show you, Addy. I think you'll actually be quite good at it. And exactly what do you want to get out of this seance? Knowledge, information. We need to know where the monster is, so then we can go and shoot it. You want to go swimming in the water, Addy? We got it on the land of four. <laughs> so, to sum up your current um, kind of open leads... <clears throat> You've got um, still the mysterious disappearance of Benny Jones. Um, currently, your major lead on that is the um, sort of mysterious mayoral candidates as well as Kenneth Knott and the, the real estate comings and goings. You now have um, Sandra as, as essentially a cold lead. Um, I will say the odds of being able to specifically find Sandra are very, very low, that said, you can certainly learn more about the Deep Ones, and you suspect that if you want to kind of uh, punch that mystery, uh, a trip to Innismouth is likely the way to do it. Um, you have uh, the mysterious appearance of uh, Captain Reinheimer um, that is currently probably less a priority, but still kind of an open thing. Um, and, of course, you have the sort of constant open question about the church and the bloody hoods. So those are kind of the major pieces you've got, uh, as well as various kind of smaller clues that you've been picking up about other things that might be afoot that I don't want to say. Because hmm. I don't want to make anything too obvious. Well, I mean, my my order of priority will always involve Benny first and foremost. Um, because I think in her brain, like, um, I, I, I acknowledge, Addie, what you're saying, and I know that you want to fight the monsters. However, this fish lives in some kind of underwater kingdom, and I don't know about your swimming skills, but I feel like... They're good. Are they? Yeah. I know we lived in a sewer, but there wasn't much swimming down there. Uh, I I learned what what you say to get the fish on the shore. You're like, "I, I love you. Come back to me, baby. And then they come out. Maybe we shoot them. I, I I like Benny too, but like, what if the fish took Benny? We don't know. I think um, Benny uh, is more closely related uh, with the church. If you remember, uh, his hand arrived at the news office with uh, the eye in the triangle symbol. What, if, what is, if the monsters make other people lose their Benny? It sounds like that is uh, exactly what they do. They they eat people, people that have loud funds and, and people that care about them. I mean, Ginny approached us uh, about her Wesley. Where is Benny's hand again? Oh, it's right here. And I pull it out oh of my, my coat God. and just slam You've it on the table. You've had it in your pocket the whole time? He's been very helpful throughout this investigation. What has he been doing? Uh... I mean, I don't have a direct line to him or anything like that, but uh, he uh, alerted me to uh, uh, Captain Heinheimer's uh, imminent approach, uh, gave me a sense of whether I should trust him or not. Uh, Can you give him a piece of paper and he'll write down who killed him? 
I, I mean, I haven't tried it, and I'll just lay a sheet of paper on the table beside this, like, dead hand and, uh, and uh, so toss a pencil and be like, uh, Benny, um, if you have any messages for us, please, uh, now, now is the time. Um, the hand doesn't do anything. Um, the pencil, like, rolls and, like, hits its finger, and there's just a hot second of, like, will it? Mm-hmm. Oh, and then there's nothing. Um, and then, even though it's late, late at night, and you can still kind of hear the rain outside. Um, you begin to hear kind of the the light musical tone of an ice cream truck, which really shouldn't be running this late at night. Um, and red, your kind of skin immediately goes cold because this was a, an old signal that you worked out with um, with Robert back in the day for for uh, imminent danger, and you have just one second to grab one of your companions and hit the deck before the gunfire starts tearing up the building. Who do you grab? Eddie. The two of you hit the ground as Tommy gunfire rips through the windows. This episode of the Mythos Mysteries features the voices of Ryan LaPlante at the Ryan LaPlante on Twitter, Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter, Claire Blackwood at Claire Blackwood on Twitter, and Keeper Tom McGee at McGeeTD on Twitter. This episode was edited by Ryan LaPlante, and the Mythos Mysteries show logo was created by Decapitated Marker at Decapitated Marker on Twitter. That's M-R-K-R. Our theme songs are Dark Alleys and Sentinel by Kai Engel, and our ads use the tracks No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar, J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R, and all of their music is available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com. Our Twitter and Instagram are Dum Dum Dice, and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. We have merchandise available at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice. And most importantly, you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. All hail the mythos. Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. Christian Manicola, Long Long, The Half-Blind Prophet, James Quayar, DM Rob, Christopher Little, Joshua White, Olin Anderson, Sue One, Devin Boyce, George Dolby, One True Artistry, and Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them and a little bit of thanks to you the fable and folly network where fiction producers flourish welcome to the strata there's two of them following me i know that for sure and over the package and we'll let you go you'll let me go oh that's cute The first bullet hits me in the chest, sends me staggering back a step. All right, you assholes. Look out! Let's go! Move it! Yeah, run! That's it! And spread the word! Don't mess with rust! Ever! 
Anyone who tries is gonna... Oh, forget it. Estrata. In a dystopian city, an aging courier is forced to go into business with an underworld ganglord in order to pay for the treatment that keeps him alive. Check out the Strata anywhere you listen to podcasts.